Esoteric Education of La Chiba, a podcast of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. You can go to fishstorygallery.com. La Chiba is the demon in me, and I am La Chiba. And as I usually like to say, the reason that I say that is because when I was a young queer, I was told I was possessed by a demon, and now I'm okay with that. So, moving on. This is the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. I can't explain to you right now in total what that means, but what I can remind us all of is of the... So what I'm doing here, there is an ecstatic doctrine of the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery available on the website on in the Fish Stories section of fishstorygallery.com. The roots of the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery. Let me even just get my papers from across the room. I have some little sort of flashcards that I refer to the roots of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery are yoga and meditation, so basically the body-mind connection. Herbals and food is what I originally called it. I call it the body-earth connection, but it also is really fundamentally to do with mutual care, making food for other people, creating things that other people ingest, basically. Magic spells. Now, along with magic spells is rites and rituals and ceremonies and displays of ecstatic worship, really, and divination, a foundational practice of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery and one that we'll do right here on this esoteric education of La Chiva podcast, because really what this podcast is, is me figuring out the universe right here. I have guests already. We've had Chuck. It's He's not really a guest, though. Chuck is, you know, part of the furniture. Divination, the other root, knowledge. Now that is reading from other sources. I don't, well, we might do that on the podcast. But on Patreon, you can already, there's me reading some chapters of books, La Chiva reading for you on Patreon. I think it's really low, something you might have to put down for that. Patreon, fishstorygallery.com. On the fishstorygallery.com, fishstorygallery on Patreon, on the fishstorygallery.com website, you can book a reading for a suggested donation but you can and there's a small admin fee but after the small six pound admin fee you can pay whatever you can afford but we do ask you you'll burn in hell if you can actually afford the suggested donation and you don't pay it so be wary of that knowledge is reading things aloud from other sources poetics and plastics is what I'm calling it now just for fun. Poetics and plastics. This is taking substances and making 
talismanic objects with them. So, what else is on the agenda? Oh, the Devil and the Six of Cups. I always, at the beginning of the podcast, at least for the time being, I want to say something about the pairing of these two cards in particular, the Devil and the Six of Cups. Now, for me, the cards, I can just say this now at the beginning, you know, of our relationship. <laughs> the cards for me, <clears throat> we don't talk about the cards. We talk, the cards represent processes of change, which are vast and variable and come in all different shapes and sizes and colors of experience. So we're talking about those things that the cards represent. But there are these foundational meanings, I guess, that we start with or whatever. But if we say, with the devil and the six of cups, what we're always talking about for me, I'm always worried about it. Because it's the six of cups for me is this card of just mutual care, of finding how you can give back and forth between you and nourish across seeming divides. That's how the Six of Cups is for me, this mutual care feeling. It's come to really represent that for me. And the devil is, of course, addiction and the lust for life. And there is that in the relationships that we have of mutual care. And I'm addicted to that relationship, almost sometimes to my detriment. And so on this podcast, I wanted to there is another episode available, you can see it there, for this very topic. And I don't even remember what I said it was back in April. So, um, you know, about it then, but I always just want to keep revisiting it for myself because when I said that I want to do some speaking out in public like this, on a podcast, what have you, in YouTube videos and in whatever I thought it's devilish it's sort of like you're it's like how people used to think that actors were disgusting people or the low lives because there's something profane you know about performing about stepping out and saying I have something to say I don't know people do it all the time but for me it feels profane and I and yet it is what I have to give. I'm like the little drummer boy. And it is what I can offer. I don't... I do other things, but I know in my heart that what I do is for an audience. And so moving on from the devil and the six of cups, I just always want to say a little something about it. And we talked about the roots. Now we're going to look at one of the roots of um, the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. And that is divination. Now that's something we can always do. A little divination for you. Now, it's for you, but it is about, you know, I guess, what is it that I am meant to say to you. And so I'm shuffling the cards. Can you hear me? I'm doing it just with one hand because I'm holding the microphone in my hand because of intimacy. So I'm shuffling one-handed. 
Now I'm going to roll the dice. I rolled a two. Now that's very helpful of you, spirit, because I really don't want to spend too much time on this. <laughs> it's just a little segment in the beginning. I'm going to read you an ecstatic doctrine as part of this podcast episode, as the bulk of it, as the meat of it. But I'm now to draw two cards, and these two cards are... What am I giving you in this in this encounter that we're having today? Oh, I'm giving you life, as they say. I'm I've drawn the chariot and the empress. So you better pay attention, <laughs> because so I'm giving you the movement. I'm not putting these in order, actually. I'm just looking at them. Chariot, Empress, Empress, Chariot, Chariot, Empress, Empress, Chariot. And I'm saying that it is the movement of life. You know, it is the... It is the... I always say the chariot is putting on your grown-up trousers and stepping out into the world and feeling like you're ready to confront the difficulties of life. And the Empress means that you have all of the powerful creative energy of the first burst of creative impetus into the world at your heels. So that is a beautiful thing. It's me saying that to you, but it's also saying like, this was a good idea, <laughs> like, you know, clearly, doing the podcast was a, was approved of, but we know that we're not inviting spirit to lord over us. We don't do that here at the Religious Faith of Fishteria Gallery. We, um, there are gods around, you know, we can't deny that, and who would want to deny, um, you know, the existence of any being? Um, but those gods, we may, they may be the ones who just informed that reading. Who knows? And, you, you know, maybe that was Jesus talking through the cards to me just now, telling me it was a great idea to do a podcast. But, you know, it's lateral, um, across, you know, they sit beside us, spirit, and whisper in our ear, don't they? They don't... Ah, command down. You know, it's all very collegial here at the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery. But I did another divination. I pulled out of the tarot deck just the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight cards that came up. Just And then I shuffled those, and I, I have written eight ecstatic doctrine of the religious faith of fish story gallery so far have been revealed channeled through expat ecstatic ritual um these doctrine have been channeled um through my body and into the website <laughs> and so into the blog section of the website the fish story section and I connected, there are eight of them, and so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight cards, and I shuffled those, and I drew the three. 
And so, I'm reading for you the third one. It doesn't, it's kind of random. You know, because these doctrine you can read in any order. They're not, they're not in order. So now, I'm reading it for you. It's called Niche Rules. Now, interestingly, it's one that I hadn't recorded. If you go on the website, there are some kind of formal recordings. These are going to be informal recordings. It's me, um, you know, reading it. I might make a comment here or there. Um, but you can follow along if you go to the fishstorygallery.com website to the fish stories section. And now I'm reading the one called Niche Rules. You'll see it right there. It is not possible to tell another person how to live, but laws and religions do it all the time. And what are your traditions? In self-help and recovery circles, the patronizing suggestions can be tools for manufacturing resentment as good as any commandments. And yet in magic even, or maybe even especially, in the neo-shamanic witch world, the selling of self-help seems to be the name of the game. We do well to remember that what you name, you control. And I am not so sure but what the platforms we are using to sell our help are not naming and controlling what we create, turning our precious magical praxis into a product and our presence, and the space we hold for ourselves and others into a glorified gift shop. Now see, that was me being really worried about, or that was this worry, you know, that I'm trying to sell something, and that is just an eternal worry for me. How do I sell? I can't sell anything. I'm, I find it hard to sell things, so I'm doing suggested donation with an admin fee, because, you know, there is a cost to run the website. These are the things I'm grappling with. But this was channeled, so this is, you know, doctrine. Thus we reach back into the concept of religion. I am attempting to wrestle religion back out of institutional control by working with and against what we all seem to have been running away from, namely the notion that if you pull together a set of beliefs and practices that engage the supernatural, you are not just a spiritual person, but also an itty-bitty, unself-contained religious institution. For you are porous, perhaps more so than the religion or belief system you are running from, which created and contained you with dogmatic requirements of your subjective social being. We all have erstwhile strictures that were beginning to chafe our sensitive subjectivities, wearing them down, or perhaps even annihilating us. As a religious person, see, that's the problem. I am a religious person, and I realize that. I, do, 
I'm I don't if I'm a spiritual person I need to actualize it for myself as an institution in and of myself if needs be join me please if you like even just for <clears throat> a meal anyway as a religious person I do not wish to be negatively prescriptive always being the one to point out the forbidden fruit or to warn against the wages of sin, the focus is perhaps better placed on the not doing itself. Now I'm borrowing that from Taoism a little bit. The not doing itself rather than upon the negative object, the thing one is not doing. So focusing on the not doing rather than upon what you're not doing. That is why one of the things that we are not doing in the Religious Faith of Fish Story Gallery is perseverating upon belief and locating our stories within a framework of religious or scientific certainties. Either one. No master narrative. No master narrative is a generative motto when it comes to fish storytelling. Therefore, our stories are ecstatic, as is all our doing, the praxis that constitutes our living lives as works of spiritual artisanry. Now see, that's the point, in a certain sense, of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. Living our lives as works of spiritual artisanry. However, no praxis, magico-religioso or otherwise, takes place in a socio-political vacuum. I can feel it when I meditate that the world is not righted, that the exclusively intuitive beings, animals and plants, and the substantial beings forests, rivers, mountains, mineral ore with whom we share this planet are unquiet. There is a rapidly increasing loss of equilibrium in this space-time of the human story in this dimension. We have a kind of vertigo of the collective soul. The spirit is not level. Any way in which we pray, anything we do not do for ourselves, and any help for ourselves, we should be ensuring that we are also not doing and heaping on the help for all others. Now, I put that line about vertigo of the human soul because I had vertigo recently. And for me, it was the expression of Weltschmerz, Weltschmerz, world sorrow. It was really like this coming through me and about some specific things in my life as well, but it was somatic symptoms if you want to use that vernacular, which we don't use clinical. I should slap myself, slap myself for using clinical language. Anyway, we're saying we should, we have to vitally, we have a vertigo, and it's there's a lack of equilibrium. That's the problem. 
We will never, I'm back to the text now, we will never as beings and a world, all of us destined to share, be totally equal. The fun part about this dimensional space-time we inhabit together is that it is always coming apart at the seams. All matter is always transforming itself, undoing itself, in chaotic dissolution, even as it appears temporarily to cohere. They asked me what I wanted to be. They asked me what I wanted to do. They asked me what I believed. They never asked me what I knew was true. And when you are an adult, it becomes harder and harder to approach such an open-ended question, and it becomes less about passion and more about goal, motivation, and drive. When we are bored and sedentary, our minds mirror the physical imperatives, the needs of our bodies, in hopelessly complexly neurotic, interpersonal and hyped-up bourgeois minutia to occupy our corralled capacity to dream. Now we're going to have to study that line a lot because I can't tell you <laughs> for the life of me what that means. If any of you out there know, I mean, I think it's really, you know, obviously we get into these patterns. Anyway, back to the text. One thing I do not do usually is go hungry or let people I love go hungry. I also rarely start a day without the lateral, horizontal, ecstatic prayer and personal people's therapy of divination. Now, I didn't coin that people's therapy. Well, they, maybe they called it... Yes, I think... Mary Greer, maybe, people's therapy. Therefore, or folk therapy, if something... Therefore, we heed those around us and provide shelter when we can in acts of direct action and mutual care. In positive practical terms, the Fish Story Gallery religion says, if you have room, house other beings. If you have food, feed others. If you know how to read, tarot cards and the I Ching and you have the neo-shamanic capacity to provide spiritual social services, do it. So here, I have people stay, sometimes I call them apprentice witches, but they help out and they stay for free because they need a place to stay. And I make food, chalk, who you'll know from the other episode. Chuck is at home with COVID. I've been making Chuck food and taking it to him. But anyway, I think I made too much because he said he had too much. Maybe he didn't like it. I don't know. He does like my food. Chuck does. Anyway, so I'm, I'm digressing. So sorry. 
but it is saying you must just give of what you have and that was my whole problem was I was like I'm reading tarot cards I have to do it but I have to set my prices and do a whole capitalist business structure and it was driving me mad I couldn't figure it out so I said let me be my wild wacky self and say what I want at length and <laughs> say whatever put whatever I like on my website and people come if they like and they pay what they like really although I you know they burn in hell if they don't pay the full suggested fee if they're able to but <coughs> oh sorry back to the text the praxis then becomes the practicing of the faith that if you care to share at least a full one half of what you have all of this will be added unto you see I borrowed that part at least enough to make it more or less equal that's the the whole recipe I'll just read that again the praxis then becomes the practicing of the faith that if you care to share at least a full one half of what you have all of this will be added unto you at least enough to make it more or less equal attending to this type of faith takes concentration and regularly practiced activities of creative generosity to even come close to mastering and I'm no master if you tip the balance put your thumb on the scale purposefully privileging either yourself or another for these instances of positive prejudice that also lead to inequality these oh, I don't know maybe that was a mistake another is always already another you you will burn in hell now see I awkwardly worded that but it's saying that if you privilege yourself more than one half see it's your we're aiming for equilibrium we know we're not gonna get there and it's fun to tilt her back and you know teeter-totter back and forth that's what play is but if you purposefully tilt the scales you're gonna burn in hell I love burn in hell I borrowed it from Christianity that I was brought up with in fundamentalist Christianity they're burn in hell so I'm like okay let's keep burning hell with my religion I wanted to include burning in hell oh now see I talk about it right here I wanted to include burning in hell in the fish story religion for it is so piquant a punishment dependent as it is upon stratified cosmological hierarchies of doom and salvation both extremes are so static and dependent upon the absence of the other that they could hardly be said to exist in our space-time so characteristic is our dimension of fundamental dynamism to be stuck is rough to burn in hell is to be trapped in the pit of existing in the paralyzing belief in more rather than enough it's just a belief it's just something that you you think oh I'm gonna have more I need more um rather than feeling like oh I'm so satisfied right now I have enough see I suffer from this it's called in clinical terms addiction and the disease is a plastic synthetic disease that has been invented by humans and injected into the human race addiction anyway the last paragraph 
to know when you have had enough, you have to not do one thing at a time. And you might just begin to understand what you have. Note, we do not say that you might know what you have. It is not taking inventory. Rather, to understand involves empathic, embodied sense of what each thing, each material and conceptual object you hold does not do to hinder your positive forward progress toward death. You see, we're not afraid of death in the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery. But we want to understand through empathy and through our bodies and through the conceptual and material objects we hold what our path is meant to be. Now I encourage you to go to the website and interact with us in some way. There's so many ways that you can interact. Um, I suppose getting a reading um, well, I guess there's not as many ways at the moment, but very soon there will be workshops available. You can go to Patreon and there's all kind of bits and, you know, if you need something and you have absolutely not got a penny to your name and you need some wisdom from spirit, well, get in touch. La Chiva at fishstorygallery.com at Fish Story Gallery on Twitter, at Fish Story Gallery on Instagram, Fish Story Gallery on YouTube. I love you. La Chiva is the demon in me, and I am La Chiva. And this has been a presentation of the religious faith of Fish Story Gallery.